0: Welcome to the Antioch Community Church Podcast. We are a church located in the downtown Birmingham area where we desire to be with and like Jesus and help others do the same for the glory of God. We hope today's message encourages and challenges you. scripture reading today is from Matthew chapter 5 verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. This is the word of the Lord. Hey everyone, and welcome to Parks Family Community Church. <laughs> sons on drums, daughters on keyboards, wife's reading scripture, she and Corey are both serving. Take care today. If, you, if you're a guest here and you find that just a little bit creepy, I understand. I promise you, it's not that way every week. Just, just know that. And I don't know why I'm doing this because I don't need this right here. All right. Some of you may have seen um, an article that was being passed around uh, about a month or two ago. It was in the Atlantic. It was called um, "Why." the last 10 years have been uniquely stupid really good article very good very helpful to kind of explain um how social media has impacted us when it comes to this idea of of people being at at peace with each other and so it kind of explains it this way Um, even before social media i mean there's plenty of conflict going on in the nation and the news media, both sides, they kind of, they market, uh, they they find the people who will come back to them, and they need to keep people angry at the other side, because that is the most powerful emotion that keeps people coming back to, um, to, to hear what they have to say. And so that was already an issue, but then enter social media, and he compares it to um, everyone Suddenly being given a dart gun, right? So all of a sudden, anybody can make their opinion about everything known to hundreds of people or whoever's on their social media page, right? And for most people, they kind of got the dart gun and they were like, you know, whether it's a blow dart gun or whatever, you know, that's pretty cool. I like it. You know, a couple more times, you know. But some people really like the dart gun, all right? Some people continued to just shoot those darts over and over and over, and those are the people who actually began to get more of a following, and so we have become more extreme on both sides, and the people who would be more reasonable uh, just aren't getting the same voice because... got those people with the dart guns who are, who are driving things. And, and so this has led to all kinds of um, just discord in, in our nation, um, all, all kinds of difficulty of people being able to see those with other opinions as created in the image of God, as being worthy of having some type of relationship with, instead they're just on, on the other side. And I haven't even mentioned the daily issues that most of us have that are that really when it comes to conflict in our lives it, it's usually not about those things usually the daily ongoing issues that keep us from peace whether it's with God or with others are not even about those things those things are, are just ongoing and but we have a lot of, of people whether it's Christian some who um, claim to be Christian um, non-christian who just really love the idea of um of being the one out there dropping the truth bombs right they're the one out there i'm just telling it like it is and they're ready to just tell it like it is to to everybody and don't get me wrong there is a speaking truth in love we'll get to that later but here's what i want you to see there are a lot of people who on the surface really project themselves as kind of tough and it, and it looks convincing some of those same people project themselves as tough in, at the workplace in school and other places and they go home to broken marriages and broken relationships and lean on a bottle for some semblance of peace that's not toughness that's not the blessedness that, that jesus is talking about and so for many people um, around us, even that thing they claim um, to have, this this toughness, is really something that isolates them, hurts their relationships with people, and ultimately makes them weak. And so we're, we would be unwise to think that, uh, just because you know, I said that why the last 10 years have been uniquely stupid, it was really talking about the West, talking about America in particular. Um, it doesn't mean the whole, world. it doesn't mean that the world's never been so bad as now. Um, we, we You just read some history and you'll understand that there have been plenty of difficult times. And so, during Jesus' time, there was plenty of conflict. The Jews were basically ruled by the Romans. And here's Jesus coming up to preach to um, His disciples, but not just His disciples. There's a crowd that's on this mountain. They've come from many different places. Most of them are Jewish. And they're not the ones that have been called out... by Jesus saying, You are my disciples, you're the ones that are gonna be following me. Now he is the invitation is open, don't get me wrong, but this is almost one commentator said, almost a bit of an ordination service where Jesus is giving uh, these new commands, these new kingdom values. This is a new kingdom he's talking about, and it's not gonna make sense to most of the crowd. Most of the crowd's there because Jesus is a good teacher and because he can heal people. I mean, if you can heal people, you can get a crowd around you. That doesn't mean they're, they're really bought into what Jesus is saying. So Jesus is addressing the disciples. And he's saying, this is what you are to be seeking. And there's some people in the crowd who are thinking, I, I would rather you whip out a sword, claim to be king, so we can kick the Romans out of here. But this is something completely different. It's a new kingdom that Jesus is about to be talking about. So before we talk about uh, being a peacemaker, we need to talk about how Jesus was himself a peacemaker. Jesus was the great peacemaker, as a matter of fact. Um, So Jesus as the the great peacemaker didn't mean that he avoided conflict. Um, As a matter of fact, his first message that we know of was repent, repent. The kingdom of heaven is near. He's preaching to people that you need to repent of your sins, confess them to God, and you need to turn over belief and and express faith in God and follow this new kingdom. Now, that doesn't come without conflict. He routinely had conflict with the Pharisees because he saw uh, many of the Pharisees as hypocrites. And they were the problem with trying to reconcile um, people to God. They were in the way of people understanding the true nature of who God actually is. And so um, he didn't do this without conflict. So conflict's going to happen. Um, As a matter of fact, one of the great conflicts that he got in the way of was his role as mediator between us and God. So God is holy and just, and He should He should hate our sin. He loves us intensely. He should hate our sin. We want a God who just declares peace without mentioning anything about what we've done. Now, that's just for what we want for ourselves. If someone wrongs us, and they do something really terrible to us, we don't want God to overlook that. They need to to have something happen to them, right? Um, But for us, we really just want him to just sort of declare, but that's not the gospel, that's not the way it is. Um, So we're talking about peace, but you can see throughout the Bible in the Old Testament that um, when people speak peace, when there is no peace, that actually is not a good thing. So God told his people many times because of their blatant sin, the way they treated the poor, the way they um, treated each other, the, the way they were rebelling against God's commands. He told them, you're going to face a judgment. And then there were false prophets who came in and said, no, it's all good. You don't need to change anything. And this was not helpful at all. God's declaration of judgment was so that... People would turn so that he, he could have a loving relationship with his people. And so uh, we can't understand God's love. We can't understand the good news of the gospel until we first really have grasped the, the bad news. Um, you might be here today and you think that what I'm really preaching about here is uh, like the big things Um, the taboo sins, whether it's um, getting drunk, whether it's something to do with sex, you you think that's what I'm getting at. No, it goes way, way deeper than that. Until you understand the bad news, you can't understand the, the good news. So the greatest commandment, I'll explain it like this. The greatest commandment is to love God and to love people as yourself. Jesus said this. This is the greatest commandment. Love God, love people. The problem is... We fail this when, when we do not love God with all our heart, soul, mind, strength. Anytime we're not doing that, that is sin. When we're not loving other people. And so there's this really good short description um, in 1 Corinthians 13 where Paul talks about what this means. What, is, what does it look like of this love thing when we're relating to other people? Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not rude. It's not selfish. It's not easily angered. There's no record of wrongs. And so some people will say, oh, I don't really, I don't know if I've um, sinned that much this year. No, the, the question is, how much have we sinned today? It goes deep, which is why we need such a great Savior. Most religion is designed uh, to kind of cover over um, you know, some of the you know, larger things and then we really earn it. W- with the gospel, we admit from the very beginning, I have fallen so far short of you. I can't, po- it's like trying to earn your way. It's like trying to jump to the moon. You can't do it. You, can't- you can try harder. That's great. It's not going to happen. God had to come to us. Um, and so, Jesus, as the, the great mediator, took the punishment for the sin we deserved. We deserve that. And Jesus willingly stepped into this showing us that being a peacemaker isn't exactly an easy thing. He willingly steps into this and he accepted all of the punishments so that we don't have to earn our way to God because we can't. You can never earn your way to God. And so instead, the gospel is that is grace. It's a gift. You, you must trust him. You can't pay for it. It you everything. You can't pay for it. You simply trust the Lord. Say, I, I, I trust you with my life. I trust that that you did that for me on the cross. And so, um, as we're still kind of getting started here, I'd want to um, to ask you: Are you are you at peace with God? Are you at peace with God today? Now, maybe you're a believer and you're struggling with a particular sin, a particular uh, thing that in your head. It's just weighing you down. I've said this before. I'll, I'll say it um, at some point in the future. If that's the case with you today, cheer up. It's worse than you think. Hey, okay. I didn't make that up. It's Jack Miller quote. You think that's the thing that, that makes you dirty, that makes you unacceptable to God. And in reality, we have so many other things going on. We have so much selfishness, and so many other things that God um, is forgiving us, and therefore we need to remember that He has paid the penalty for that on the cross. This is for, for believers. You know this. Remember, trust in this in this grace. If um, if you're here, you've, you've not trusted Christ with your life. you not, and you can, can say. That um, you can't say that I know I have peace with God. You can. You can. Not because of you being good enough. You'll never be good enough. But you are loved. Created in God's image. Um, precious to God. He sees your hurt. He sees your pain. He sees what others have done to you. Not just our sin. He sees all those things. He knows who you are better than you know who you are. And He wants Relationship with you, this, this peace with God um, is—it's really important to Jesus. It's important to Paul. Well, i to read just a, a few scriptures. And, and by the way, I'm going to read more scriptures today for a couple of reasons. One, I just felt like the, the sermon needed it. And two, because I can now—I've got—I've uh, got new lenses. And so I, last year, last year, I was preaching a sermon and. And I, I started looking down and realized, I can't read this. I can't read the Bible. And I didn't want to do that old person thing. Be like, yeah, let go. looking down, so, you know. Sorry, Jack. Um, but I, I was too prideful, didn't want to do that. So I, I just looked away and started preaching. And for the most part, um, you know, did fine. Later, I realized, oh, I forgot that reading the Bible part. I mean, that was kind of important. And it's... Uh, so I have new lenses now. I, I can I can see. All right, Romans one says this is how Paul starts. Romans one, grace to you, peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is how he starts. 1 Corinthians, uh, Corinthians 1, 3. Grace to you, peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians, the beginning of it. Grace to you, peace from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age. Ephesians, grace to you, peace from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians, grace to you, peace from God our Father. First Thessalonians, grace to you, and peace. You notice a theme there? So grace is connected, obviously, this idea of peace. Because we can't have peace with God without the grace of, of God. But this is good news. This is how Paul um, is starting all of his... I don't know if it's every one of them. Most of his letters are started uh, this way. So... Jesus calls us to peacemaking. He is the great peacemaker. He's our example. Um, Before I start, yes, I fully understand conflict is a reality regardless of how peaceful we are. And yet our job is to pursue peace. Go to Romans 12, 18. Romans 12, 18. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. And there's part of me that looks at this goes, yes, loophole, baby. I got a loophole. All right, I can't always help it. So, you know, (laughs) that's not the heart of what's going on here. I think we all kind of understand that. Pursuit, that's the... Um, the, the command here is to pursue peace. is another um, passage in Hebrews 12:14. So something similar. Hebrews 12:14. "Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. So he connects the idea of striving for peace. I mean, it's like, reach for it. Try, do this. It's not a, a you know just a, a weak command. Strive for peace. And he connects it to the idea of holiness. Holiness is basically the idea of just being other. It's not necessarily about what you don't do, the, the taboo sins. It's more just being other, set apart. is the idea. And if you consistently pursue peace with people, then you will be kind of other. There will be um, something that reminds people of what, what it seems like God should be like. And it is in fact what he's like. So the first way of being a peacemaker turns out, is not by causing unnecessary conflict, unnecessary conflict, but by loving people humbly. And it's not by taking up every possible offense. I'm gonna um, take a minute here and, and brag on my wife, who's not here because she's she's serving. She's kind of awesome. Have y'all anybody else noticed that? Yeah, she is. Um, so you know her as, as a friend here. You've seen her as a mother. You know, I, I you've observed her maybe with me. And, um, I kind of can't keep my eyes off of her sometimes and things like that. Uh, but um, you don't know the the Jen who is an um, uh, inpatient physical therapist. As a matter of fact, I don't get to observe that very often. Um, I do get to hear her, um, her stories at the end of the day. <laughs> this is not an easy job. Y'all. Um, so people post-surgery, most of whom are older, um, come in, and she helps them many times, literally to walk again. It's, it's really cool. Sometimes uh, she comes home, and she says she was able to help someone take that first step uh, to get back on their feet. Now these patients have been through many things. Some of them um, are just lovely people, and that, you know they just love on her. Um, and you, I, I hear it from her coworkers; too. they they love Jen, um, and. Some of them are really not lovely people. <laughs> some of them are angry. They're frustrated with things that are going on. And they're rude. Not just to her, but to m- many people. Sometimes, they give Jen the difficult patience. Because she has a way with people. Right? Um, she comes home and she'll tell me uh, some of the things that, that people have said to her or done during the day. And and there would be a smile on her face. She'll, she'll kind of be laughing it off. Um, don't, don't get me wrong. It's not like she never dislikes that or she doesn't get frustrated with those, those things at work. But by, by the end of the day, she is able to just kind of brush it off. She's done her job to love them. And she, she's she got some thick skin. All right? That, that's what I'm getting at. Sometimes... Being a um, person of peace requires people to have some some thick skin. Now that doesn't mean that, um, that there's a difference between thick skin and a hardened heart toward people, and that's kind of the, the key there. But um, but wow, I have just gr- I've grown to appreciate her so much more year after year as I see this strength in her. That's that's strength, y'all. That's a blessedness. That's a happiness when you're able to deal with some conflict where people are being ridiculous and it doesn't ruin your day. That's something that that we we need to to learn from. That's something we need to to lean into. So, uh, in order for us to develop thick skin without becoming hardened to people, we're, we're going to need to have love, humility, and a whole lot of other fruits of the Spirit. We, we often like the, you know, we like to lean into the gifts of the Spirit, because there's things that I can do, and sometimes there's things that make me look good, but the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, sometimes we're less excited about those. So, um, alright. By the way, I'm in a, um, a section here that, um, my number one point, which I totally forgot to say, uh, I have no excuse this time. My glasses are just fine. Um, this, this point is pursue peace with others. Right? Pursue peace with others. By the way, God takes our words very seriously. I'm just going to read a little bit from, from James, James 3, 5 through 10. And I want you to to be thinking about people who are kind of, uh, especially sometimes Christians, who seem a, a little bit too cavalier about conflict, be thinking about this. How great a force is set ablaze by such a small fire, and the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird and reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. Our brothers, these things ought not to be sown. It goes on in verse 16 finally says a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. We're being encouraged to instead pursue a different kind of life. Now what about speaking the truth in love? Yes, absolutely. Don't forget that last part, right? Don't forget speaking the truth in, and what it means how you say something sometimes matters so much because it communicates your heart. It communicates that you actually care about somebody. Um, An interesting verse in uh, Proverbs 25 15. With patience a ruler may be persuaded and a soft tongue will break a bone. Soft tongue will break a bone. In other words, when we speak a word of truth that someone knows, they are saying it because they are really trying to help me. They really care about me. It's kind of disarming. Um, it's easier to fight against the person who's just being a jerk to you. They might be right, but you know they don't you know, care about you. They, they've kind of, um, you know, Stepped on your honors, and they've, they've um, really, you can tell they don't care if you're reconciled with them or not. But the person who really cares, those words can split in a helpful way, actually. Even breaking a bone, as some of you have heard this before, well, Sometimes a twisted ankle is worse than breaking a bone. You ever heard that when you twist an ankle? I don't know why people tell you that, but they do. I've twisted an ankle many times, and people love to tell you that, uh, you know, sometimes a twisted ankle is worse than a broken bone. Like, thank you for that. appreciate it. Um, but the point is, some bones often heal back really well. Become even stronger. So that's how we pursue peace with others even when it's that time to, to say something. Um, I was listening to Tim Keller on this and he he suggested, he took this idea from someone else and he suggested um, people um, pursue a certain assignment. He gave me an assignment and he said that choose not a week, not a month, just three hours.
1: Choose a time
0: and I would challenge you to this this week choose a time when you're gonna be around people about three hours that's it have these rules never boast or defend yourself right never gossip or speak negatively about anyone never boast about or defend yourself never gossip or speak negatively of anyone try it for three hours when you know you're around people and you're talking to people. And pay attention to your pride. Pay attention to defensiveness, air of superiority, and self-righteousness. Pay attention to that. And, and this this convicts all of us. Okay, so one, pursue peace with others. Two, pursue peace with others, especially in the church. You... Some may think, well, why not just say pursue peace with others? The Bible makes a special effort to say that God's people, who should glorify Him, people should look at God's people and say they're different. This is what God's like. I want more of God. And so we shouldn't be surprised when spiritual warfare comes in and tries to divide us. So be intentional about pursuing peace with others, especially in the church. Jesus says if you are are there to to worship in in the temple and then you realize that your brother has something against you, then put your offering down and go in and pursue peace. Jesus in John 17, he's about to go to the cross and he prays this impassioned prayer. What does he pray? That God's people would be one. God's people would, would be one. And so if there's some way um, that you know that you can... Help to to be at peace with others in the church. Please do. Maybe it's forgiveness. Maybe it's um, dealing with an issue that you know needs to, to be dealt with. Number three, when possible, pursue peace between other parties. When possible, pursue peace between other parties. Jesus calls us to be peacemakers. Let's be wise. Don't jump into every conflict that everybody has. You heard the phrase, uh, fools rush in where angels fear to tread. Um, I I would put this in that category. Um, When you get the idea that it's your job to fix every uh, problem everyone has, it's not going to to go well. Pray, ask God for wisdom, ask his spirit to be working and, and then pursue that when he lays it on your heart. Now, God's given us a ministry of reconciliation that goes a little bit beyond. You like how that thing fell down right there? Um, That goes a different level of peacemaking. So we're called to be peacemakers, and sometimes that's between God and other people. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 20, he says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has come. Behold, uh, the old, I'm sorry, the old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their sins against them and entrusting us with the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors. We are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled. So we have this ministry of reconciliation between others and the Lord. Number four, when possible, pursue peace between other parties, especially in the church. When possible, pursue peace between other parties, especially in the church. Again, be wise. You don't need to jump into every situation. God may uniquely place you in some situations where you're going to be able to help two or three or more people to be able to get along. Paul kind of models this for us. Um, in Philippians 4, there's a, a passage that mentions peace and we often forget what comes right before it. In Philippians 4 2, he says, I entreat Yodia and I entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord publicly, he's he's hoping he's calling them out, kind of say, please agree in the Lord, be at peace with one another. And then he says to everyone, "Yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who've labored by my side with me in the gospel, together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers." He values these women as, as his fellow workers, and he wants them to be at peace. He says their names are written in the book of life. And then this is when. Later, he says, just a few verses later, that in everything, by prayer and supplication, I'm sorry, first, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Y'all, none of this is easy. But it comes with a promise blessed are the peacemakers blessed happy joyful are the peacemakers for they will be called sons and we can add daughters of god they will be princes and princesses in an eternal kingdom where no one will have conflict with each other ever isn't that a beautiful picture of heaven that everyone will be at peace with God and each other. Just that. That's enough. It's enough. God, we thank you for that incredible promise. Lord, thank you so much for making peace on the cross so that we can have peace with you. Lord, help us to be peacemakers, to love others as ourselves. Lord, we pray that you would help us as a church to be at peace thank you for this day lord in jesus name i pray amen We are so glad you joined us today if you would like to stay connected with us visit our website at antiochbhm.com where you can also find us on instagram facebook or youtube if you have any questions about today's message or would like to speak with someone about what was shared today please email us at info at Go in peace.